0: We are back with another episode, and this one is brought to you, as always, by the best realtor in the world, in my mind. That's Laura Lee Smith. She is a real estate agent in the Bryan College Station, Texas, and surrounding areas. And if you want to see why I consider her the best real estate agent in the world, then give her a call or text her. Because she can help you find your dream home, she can help you upgrade, and if you're looking for location for that perfect new business, she has everything planned out for you at the price you want, and she makes it simple, easy, and understandable. Don't take my word for it. Call and see why she was voted the number one real estate agent in the world, in my mind. Her number is 979-218-2315. That's 979-218-2315. 1-5. This episode is with Brandon Jones. He is, what hasn't this guy done? I mean, if I go through the list of his bio, we would be here all day in the introduction. But one thing for sure, we have an incredible conversation and I learned a valuable lesson. Don't tar- start talking about the important stuff before the podcast start because we got into a great conversation, really deep. A lot of meaningful things were said and a lot of nuggets that or information nuggets that he had. And anyway, he's just an overall really solid guy. Support his coffee company. I can't say that enough. Indiescoffee.com. Go to Indies Coffee on Instagram. Give him a follow. That Again, that's Indiescoffee.com. Go check him out. Buy some of his coffee. Support some local artists. And I will not waste any more of your time. Let's get right into it. With Brandon Jones. Okay, now we're recording. Okay. So we lost all of that good stuff, but I'm sure that you've got plenty more of those golden nuggets in there as we talked about. <laughs> um. Uh. I guess share with everybody. Um. Let's let's go back to Marine Corps. Okay. What what piqued your interest into joining the Marine Corps in the first place? Yeah.
1: Okay. Here's it's it's actually f- funny. Uh, it know, I, I was a swimmer and water polo player, okay, and it's a uh, scuba diver and stuff. So I, it's like I'm kind of a fish in the water. And uh, and what it was is I, I literally woke up when I was in college, okay, and I uh, woke up one day and I, th- I just had this patriotic bone. I thought I owed my country something. Uh, the thing was just starting to kind of, and uh, the, uh, the Middle East was kind of getting all going. But this is the first Gulf War. Okay, we're going back in time, so don't think Iraq and Afghanistan. I'm talking about way back. You know, it, it wasn't Kuwait yet, you know but it's like, I just got this patriotic bone that I kind of owed my country something. I didn't have to, I mean, I was going to college I didn't need to go. And so I went to the, uh, being a swimmer and walker player, I went to the Navy's and going to see about going to seals and, uh, they go, "Oh, it's a year waiting list. I'm like, F that. I ain't waiting a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, walk, I walk next door to the Marine Corps and they go, what about recon? I'm like, well, what's that? You know, and it's sinking. You know, in fact, I guess I got some of the seals visors in my, my, my closet, but, um, the, uh, so I went there and did my uh, scored 98% of my ASVAB and went down and did my uh, my you know MEP and then uh, so they said I'll be going about six months so okay but if I got the uh, uh, like go ahead like if there's an opening or whatever I'll take it so I left two weeks later I joined the Marine Corps they bring you in the middle of the night uh, five minutes later you have no freaking hair yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know uh, it's, it's funny man it's like uh, it is the most it's Marine Corps boot camp is is way above all the others. Okay, it's it's uh, it really is. It's not even just being proud of a Marine. Marine Corps Boot Camp is thirteen weeks long, it is genius the way it is put together uh, as a brainwashing. I mean, it it really is. They take people from all over the world, uh, from different socioeconomic backgrounds, different colors, everything. Okay, uh, different religious backgrounds, and then they throw them all together, and in thirteen weeks. They make you forget about any color but green. They make you forget uh, any, that you're you're different, different walks of life, whatever. You're brothers that gain up, and you operate as a team. It is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. In fact, uh, I grew an inch in boot camp, you know, because uh, they teach you to stand up very straight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I actually, I remember too, because I was, I was lean, man. I a uh, muscle, 166 pounds, and, you know, graduated, you know, high school, and it's like a, no facts. I was a swimmer. I went into boot camp and I uh, picked up squats. It was the second week, and uh, as I always tell about my biggest accomplishment, I never got fired. Uh, so, so I kept it the whole time. It's designed to fire you, and it's uh, I never got fired, and uh, I gained ten pounds of muscle in thirteen weeks. Came out one seventy six. You know oh. now now I'm like two fifteen. It's I'm still pretty solid, but I'm getting a little more of the dad dad body, but not as bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but no, it's it's a it's 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 good, I man. I, I love that I will always go back in my life and say that. So there's, they always say, what would you change? Which in life, a person should never ever live with regret. You should never say you want to change something from the good to the bad. It doesn't matter. Uh, that made you what you are today. It built the character that you are, built you the man or woman that you are. So it's like uh, I don't regret anything. But if there's things you can say. Well, I might do this a little different. Yeah, but I'd still
0: join the Marine Corps. So Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard to say you do things different. I have certain situations in my life, like, um, we own this very well-to-do business. Like, I had a want for nothing, you know, growing up. And then um, my dad got burned out on it. We ended up selling it after my grandpa died, like, several years after. But, you know, he got he got burned out. He sells it. Our attorney messes up on the paperwork. We don't get a dime for it. So we oh. go from, like... Not having a want to then this and, you know, thankfully family values of working hard, you know, from my grandpa on up um, didn't really affect us. But that whole thing right there led me to getting to College Station, which led me to meeting my now wife, which is the best time of my life ever. So I wouldn't trade any one of those little moments. I wouldn't do anything different. Like there was a moment where he asked me, uh, my daddy goes, "Okay, we can sell this or if you really want it, then we'll hang on to it. And I said, if you're burned out, then let's then let's sell it. So I mean, it basically like I had a choice to make in this in this thing, and I and I don't really ever regret it because I'm happier than I ever would have been in that situation.
1: Yeah, the um, the the Japanese have a way of I think the way that they deal with things. Okay, like um, you know, life to them is is war. Right? In business, is war. Everything. Okay. Um, to have regret means you're living in the past. Okay. Uh, there's nothing you can do to change it. So it's nothing but wasted time. Okay. Don't dream about the future because it's just daydreaming. It's wasting time. If you take care of the now, the future will take care of itself. So live in the present. It's like the, uh, I have no regrets and I've, I've been up, I've been down. I've had good, I've had bad, I've had, you know, uh, you know, wins. I've had losses. You know, I've had a body that didn't hurt and I got a body that's pain, pain all the time. So, <laughs> it's, uh, but it's, uh, but the thing is, is, it's like, you can't go back and change anything. So it's like, don't dwell on it. It's a wasted time. It's a wasted effort. Just, just focus on today. In fact, um, uh, I've almost died three times in my life and it's, uh, the last time I was 28 years old, uh, I didn't put this new thing, but uh, I was 20 years old and I broke my neck, uh, C67. I almost completely severed my spine.
0: Holy smokes. Um,
1: yeah, I used to road race motorcycles. I took a hundred and two mile an hour high side on the track. And it's um four days in the hospital, don't remember a lick of it. Major, major concussion. I was bugs bunny for like three weeks. Yeah. No short term memory. It was bad. But they told my parents I was never gonna walk again. And it's uh uh but it, the thing is though is that when it's I realized is that uh, at any point in time it could be done, it could be over. There's nothing you say about it. I, I I don't know when the end of my life is. In fact, people always talk about midlife crisis. Oh, so you know when you're gonna die. Yeah Yeah, it's it's like, dude, it's you know, um, uh, live every day as if it's your last one. And I promise you'll die happy. Don't ever sit there and say, I've always wanted to do this. I wish I could do that. Go do it. You know, like I skydive, you know, people be like, Oh, I've always wanted to skydive. Go do it. 140 bucks. Go do it. You know? Well, just really, the hell, you're making excuses. Okay. Excuses are for losers. Okay. So it's, uh, don't eat your McDonald's this month and go, go jump up an airplane. You'll, you'll love it. So it's just, it's you know, go through go through life, man. Just uh, live every day; if it's your last one, and you'll die a happy person.
0: I love that you just said that. Don't eat don't eat your McDonald's and then go skydiving because yeah. that really is like learning how you know budgeting and buying our first house, which this is the new studio. I don't know if you can tell yeah. the bedroom, but um, it we really realized like. The stuff you really need, the stuff you don't. And just by cutting out that small stuff, man, you can, and you can go skydiving. Like you can yep. do it, the the, the the I can't go away when you start realizing, like, oh, hold on, it's actually super easy yeah. to do this. Like I just didn't want to, I didn't have the want at that point.
1: It's a, uh, I always was talk about I can't never could. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you say you can't, you, uh, yeah, you, you'll never be able to do anything. Yep. So it's like, um, in fact, uh, you, you learn to walk by falling down, you know, Thomas Edison didn't, um, uh, fell a thousand times to make a light bulb. He found that, you know, a thousand ways it didn't work. I mean, just, they have all these sayings, you know, and it's, um, but it's true. It's like, if you're, if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. Okay. It's like, if you're, if you're getting through life without failing, you're a coaster. Okay. And I know like kind of, like I like to surround myself with people who, you know, give that, you know, I hate saying 110% cause there's no such thing, but you know, just, yeah. You know, it's you know, give me give me your hundred percent it's like if, if you if you don't you're on give me 99 I'm not the place for you you know it's it's uh I uh, I try to really help everybody out I try to you know push everybody forward and you know, it's like I want people to be successful you know, you come work for me I want to sit there I want to, if you want eventually want to go off and open your own things even competitive against my business I don't care yeah you know what I'm saying competition's good yeah it is. it's like I want I want people to succeed you know so I mean don't don't steal my stuff
0: but, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Was it so. invitations the biggest form of flattery? What's that? <laughs> imitation's the biggest form yeah. of flattery. Yeah. Just don't exactly. literally go steal it. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, just don't steal my shit. We're good. Yeah, just don't steal it.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, how so? How did you transition from that life into the Hollywood life,
1: dude? Uh, okay, the the Hollywood life thing was an accident. Um
0: <laughs> okay. What, what, it was an accident what, that lasted a it, lot it, of years
1: it do yeah it was literally but it, but it, was, it was an accident it, it, i was very lucky on how i did it uh well it wasn't an accident because there's no such thing as accidents there's you know opportunities you know, it's, it's uh um you know just hanging there somewhere but it's uh what it was is you know, when i got out um i started going to, to college for photography because i like photography and stuff then they started doing uh, digital imaging and stuff like that. Then you know, and then I had like the hours of, oh, I'm a darkroom photographer, and all that kind of stuff. And so I went and talked to my counselor, and they're like, "What do you think about uh, you know film and media?" And I'm like, well, "What's that deal with?" You know. So I went and I transitioned over. Well, because of my knowledge with lighting with cameras, I went from spot to pool. So even my lighting professor said, yes, you light better than I do." So <laughs> he uh, he started hiring me out to um, he put me in contact to do with. Uh, uh, Viacom. So while I was in college, I was doing stuff for MTV and Blockbuster, uh, setting up lights, and uh, I did the uh, Deion Sanders show up in Dallas and stuff like that. And then uh, uh, when I graduated college, I you know, owned a bar and stuff at times, so I didn't have to work like everybody else did. But I did, but not like didn't wait tables or anything. And then uh, so I uh, got out and uh, started doing commercials when the economy fell in 98. I don't know if you remember all that, but it's like uh, yeah, Texas. Texas is a, yeah, Texas is a right-to-work state. So there was, you know, three main uh, film houses up in Dallas that did the commercials. Well, uh, one of them, Stone Core Films, started just basically whoring everything out. Well, in commercials, you work 18, 20-hour days. It's, it's crazy hours. And when I'm hardly making any money, I'm like, dude, screw this. Yeah, so I, I literally packed up and moved to L.A. Well, because I had the bar, I didn't have to work like everybody else did.
0: So, so, so you still own the bar at the same exact time? I still,
1: yeah, still own the bar. I had to, well, we, what we were doing is we were selling it to a limited partner. So that uh, I would, uh, uh, he'd buy us out for a certain amount, and I'd maintain 10% of the bar and restaurant for the life of the bar and restaurant. Oh. Um, so, so that way, I, it's, uh, uh, just, I just worked out to where I had money coming in. Uh, so I went out to uh, to L.A., and I uh, went, there's a place, I'm trying to remember what it's called, it's a, but it's, it's out there, they have actual entertainment temp agencies. Like, it's an entertainment placement agency. Yeah. So, um, but they, I uh, uh, talked to Patricia, I still remember her name, but I don't remember the name of the place, it's funny. Well, I was talking to Patricia, and so I go, "I look, get me inside the CAA, which is the credit cards agency, uh, biggest agency in the world." Okay, and I go, "Get me inside there." I go, and I'll get a job. So, she just got me as a, a position doing data entry for a few days, having to do some stuff. <laughs> and uh, the head of IT was there, and of course, how I talk, you know, stuff. So he came up, he goes, "This man he goes, so, uh, so what do you, what are you wanting to do?" so if I go, "Well, I really want to be an agent." which I, I didn't, it's bullshit, but it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> so I really want so I really want to be an agent, yeah. You know? and he goes, uh, you know what, let me, uh, let me call down to HR tomorrow, and then uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to get you in here, so I left, called Patricia, I go, hey, they're going to be calling you to, to offer me and stuff, so she called me back the next day, and she goes, hey, they want you to come temp up there for, there's a, a an assistant that's out or something like that, so I'm like, okay, so I went up there for a week, and, uh, <laughs> this is, this, like, this is funny. So I'm up there for a week and then I go to leave them saying bye to everybody. Well then, uh, uh Shelly, this other girl that was working there at the time, she goes, uh, she goes, who are you kidding? You're not going to be back here next week. Like they're going to hire me. You know, I'm walking to the elevators on the third floor. And all of a sudden, uh, I guess, uh, Brian at the Brian gears at the time, he's not an agent there anymore, but he, uh, he goes, who's that? She goes, you need to go get him. Like you uh, said, Brian needed to have an assistant. So he chased me down and. Uh, pulled me back over there and he interviewed me for like 45 minutes. He's like, man, he goes, I'm you, He goes, I, I want to hire you, but I got to know uh, your last name to tell HR and stuff. So it's, uh, I go, okay, I'm going to have to spell it. He goes, okay. And now keep in mind, a lot of people in the entertainment have, are Jewish and stuff like that. So it's, named some typical Southern white boy. Okay. So it's, they, uh, he goes, I'm going to spell it. So he goes, J-O-N-E-S. He just, he just sit there and just flip me off. He goes, just, uh, he was get along just fine well so then I turned that I turned that into without uh, working at CAA, which of course with them thinking I want to be an agent um, which I'll, I'll tell you didn't I don't do well in that environment but uh, uh, they put me in front of all the executives, all the producers and directors you know to build relationships. so I have these relationships with NBC, MTV, HBO, Universal Paramount, you know Warner Brothers. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, freaking you know Al Pacino, you know all this kind of stuff. So I so have all these people that I've worked with and stuff, and have very close relationships with. And then um, <laughs> I go to uh, to leave to go produce a show for CBS for uh, two seasons. This is one of the producers. And uh, Michael Camacho, I still remember him. He was the head of the department. He goes, uh, man, he goes, so, why don't you want to be an agent? He goes, man, you're good. He goes, you're like you're, you're real disarming, and you know, go into a room and stuff, you know, the whole Southern Hospitality thing. And I go, well, I go, I'm too honest. He goes, what do you mean? Goes, I don't like you. I'll tell you, I don't like you. He goes, he goes, yeah, that don't work. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> yeah, it won't work Yeah, it works. not work. So, but anyway, I just uh, went and yeah, produced a couple of, you know, uh, seasons for that uh, show and didn't like doing television. Went over and did uh, development for Morton Creek Landscape Entertainment for a uh, big box office motion picture. And then how I ended up back here was <sighs> – uh, Brother wasn't doing so hot. Uh, like yeah, you know, so he's fine now. He wasn't doing so hot, so I came back here, be a family for a little bit, and when I did, California blew up. Blew up economically, and uh, so I'm like, I'm not going back out there right now. And then I met my wife and had a kid, and now I'm here. <laughs> yeah, so did you grow? I'm trying up? To incorporate.
0: Did but, you grow up in Houston?
1: Yeah, I'm from here originally. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I grew up here originally and stuff, and then uh, of course. Uh, Marine Corps took me out to California and all over the world and then uh went and kind of lived in Dallas after that for school and been there and then went back out to LA and came back here like well, feel like ping pong man
0: just <laughs> going all over the place but uh so when you got back right away was it just uh the entrepreneur in you that wanted to open up the coffee business
1: yeah it's a uh, it it it's actually it's a culmination of a lot of things okay that, um, that what I I learned out in Hollywood okay like I said I was very lucky but it is an industry designed to keep you out okay it is it's otherwise everybody and their dog would be in Hollywood okay it is there's a thing that, that, that I told you about that when I talk to universities and stuff like that it's called the Hollywood Vicious Circle that's what I call it okay where you've got three pillars you got finance you got distribution you got talent okay uh, if I have a project and I want to sit there and attach talent to it Okay, I go over here and go talk to CIA or ICM, William Morris, whatever, and uh, say, hey, I want to you know, attach so-and-so to the script. Well, okay, is this a funded project? Well, okay, well, that makes sense. Are you? Do you have money? Or are you wasting my time? Or are you going to use my client running all over town trying to get money for your project? I get it. So I go talk with finance, you know, investors, banks, whatever. Well, do you have distribution? What's my ROI? What's my return on investment? You yeah. know, okay, well, you just make sure your money's safe. Okay, I get it. So I go talk with distribution. Well, distribution says, "What talent do you have?" Because every talent has a certain numerical value attached to their name and what they're going to get in video and for war and all kind of stuff. So you're stuck in this whole circle that just kind of goes around, goes around circles. And it's like until somebody makes that move, you don't you don't get anything done.
0: You okay, just keep well, going around, man. That would yeah, be exhausting.
1: It, it, it is, and it's 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 really. But where I'm kind of going with it is over the years I've seen some of the best stuff from people that don't know how to break into the system. Okay? They'll never get seen. They'll they'll never nobody'll ever even know they exist because they don't know how to break in the system. I wanted to create something that would give people that opportunity. Okay, whether it be the your independent filmmaker, your your musician, your artist, whatever, I want to give you the opportunity to show the world your stuff. It's like personally I think most of the stuff that Holly's putting out today is crap. Okay, it's like, it's, I mean, they, first off, they operate on a 11 ratio. They're gonna have the one box office hit for the 11 losses. That's how they, they operate. Uh, at the end of the year, they dump all the money back into, to film so they can show a loss when it comes to the taxes. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a whole book, book system, okay, on how they do things, you know, financially. And it's, but people are craving, Quality. I mean, they want good story. They want yeah. good characters, you know, things like that. I'm tired of seeing crap blow up. I'm tired of, you know, now I'm getting burned out on Marvel crap. Okay. I'm tired of Hollywood <laughs> putting their political agendas in, in my films. Okay. It's just, it's like, look, nobody ever talked to the court jester and say, hey, what do you think politically? No, sit up there, bang your tambourine, shut the hell up, and make me laugh. Okay. I don't, I don't care what you think and what your perspective is on things. So, so, uh, hence, hence, when I was creating Indies, like my, the parent company is Indies Productions, which I, I don't even know how that was available, but it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but uh, but it's uh, but Indies Coffee, what I was doing was I was creating, and I'm still going to do this at some point in time, is I, I create a four wall. I was making a coffee bar. Okay, so it was going to be a fresh list of coffee and craft beer. No hard liquor. I've done the hard liquor. I'm tired of it. It comes with problems. But just craft beer and hard and, and coffee. But what I was going to do was is, I don't, I don't know how much I'm going to say on this because I don't want to let somebody else jump on it, but uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give, I'm giving independent artists an avenue to exhibit their work, make money on their work, show an ROI. Um, so with like Indies, you know, coffee, okay, on the website right now, all you see is uh, the IndiesCoffee.com, okay, you go there, it just shows where you can just order the coffee. There's going to be more stuff coming, okay, there, there's going to be, uh, a monthly membership that you can actually pay to that that will show nothing but independent film it will it will have it will have a jukebox that plays nothing but independent label music no big label music okay that, it's, Ooh, it's I, like that.
0: Like, I like yeah, that a lot
1: yeah it's like it's it'll be picture netflix for for independent film okay and what i'm going to do is i'm actually going to be doing this um uh, it's about where I go around, I'm going to go talk to the universities. I'm going to tie myself into the universities to get the first fresh look at the talent that's come, coming out of film schools. Okay, that um, I want to be able to uh, give them the hope of being able to get something done immediately and be able to make money back. And, and the way that we do it is is that by the money that you're doing with the pay you know, subscription, a portion of that goes to the artist. Okay, whether it be um, let's say it's a film. Not only is it somebody watching your film, it's how long they watch your film, okay? Because if you make a great film and somebody watches all of it, you should not get paid the exact same amount as somebody who got clicked on for five minutes and got off because it's a crappy film. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm going to gauge it by how how long somebody watches your stuff, <clears throat> okay? Um, for the the music, it's uh, basically like ASCAP fees, okay? Well, we'll have a jukebox that uh, that that plays. And it's um, and what it does is you will get quarterly checks based on how much uh, how many times your song plays. You also get a residual of how much when somebody downloads and buys your stuff or streams it from the from the site. Yeah, you know? so it's it's just uh, I'm trying to give an avenue for for independent artists, musicians, and filmmakers. So indie's coffee was just a way to you know it's the, it's the second it's the second highest traded commodity in the world. Okay. It's a seventy-six billion a billion-dollar-year industry, is what coffee is. Okay, and it's something that I, I challenge you to find one spot that there's not a coffee pot. Find one place that does not have coffee.
0: I don't want to go there.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. There, but there, it's everywhere you go. It, it's yeah. Literally, every building you walk in has a coffee pot somewhere. Yep. So it's um, if if I can, like we we give uh, one dollar off every pound sold goes into a um, a pot to, to pay for independent film, music, and art. Okay. It's to give people that opportunity to do it. So, um, like what we're going to be doing here soon is we're going to, uh, when you subscribe, uh, you actually get, um, you become part of a society. Okay. That, um, is in on more than what people think. Okay. When you go and you like, you get our bags and you look on the back, um, it has a whole thing. talks about the bio of the company and things like that. What you don't know is there's a thing called steganography, okay? It's, um, you have a decipher being part of the subscribers that when you, when you do it, it actually has a message within that. But reading it, you'd never know because it looks like you're just reading a bio. But it's, it's, it's actually certain words put in certain places to create certain letters to create certain messages, okay? Uh, same thing with our Twitter our Instagram or Facebook. Uh, our YouTube, okay? It's going to incorporate all that. So we're going to start this series uh, probably here by the end of the, uh, not middle of next year probably. And it's going to be basically Jason Bourne meets CIS, okay? But it's going to be a, a series that happens every week that goes on that incorporates the subscriber into it. So when he's, uh, you know, trying to solve something and he finds a picture, hey, I need, I need to know what this is. Can you guys help me out? He sits there and shoots it over. It gets texted over everybody's phones. as a subscriber. And it's basically a, you know, we're in the world's car in Sandi- eh, San Diego or whatever. You know, you kind of yeah. picture and have all these puzzles and stuff. So we're, I'm bringing creativeness to the marketplace
0: and I'm allowing people to be particip- participants in. And you know, you're going to have to, so you're going to have to have a subscription to like your little thing to watch the yeah. show, right? I think yeah. this well, not is to, the, Not
1: to watch it. Not to watch it.
0: Oh, the watch yeah, it will be free?
1: Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? You'll be able to watch the series. Yeah. But you're, but you're not going to be a part of it. Gotcha. you. See, it's a difference, okay? It's yeah. if you're a subscriber, you become a part of it. You actually have a say in where the next episode is going. Because because based on the information that you go and you do, that you uh, you'll answer certain questions, you'll go to certain things, and so forth, we're going to shoot, obviously, the whole thing, but we'll be able to edit it at the last bit by what... The angle of everybody wants to take the story.
0: Whoa, so, that's pretty yeah, so, cool. Yes,
1: yeah, so we're we're going to make you a part of the story that takes it that way. So it's like you'll be a participant in the story itself.
0: What a crazy cool idea! Yeah, I'm full of those. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you got what the bar Hollywood, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, all yeah. of them, all
1: like... well, What's funny is um, my my friend uh, is a is a professor out at UNC and uh, University of North Carolina. Uh, and uh, it's, it's actually funny because uh, I taught him how to screenwrite. He actually he's got his PhD you now, teaching screenwriting. I don't have no PhD, damn it. But <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, but what's funny is he uh, he contacted me because there's that uh, thing on Netflix called Bandersnatch, the Black Mirror Bandersnatch, whatever is the choose your own adventure. Uh-huh. Billy did the movie, and he's like he he just texts me. He goes super genius because seven years ago I talked about doing that. Doing the whole choose your own adventure thing in the deal yeah. seven years ago, you yeah, know, and he goes, um, he's he super genius. Like it's just, I, of course, I didn't have Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you kind of have to have a, the avenue for it. But.
0: You have to have the avenue, but and then now you've got these ideas. You have to act on them.
1: Oh, you, you do. It's but take, it takes money. It takes time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I'll also tell everybody else too. You have no written. You have no original ideas. Nope. Okay. It's like. Even as original as my ideas, there's a hundred other people that have it. Okay, I used to have people call me up at CA all the time. Dude, I got this original idea. I'm like, dude, I've heard this like four times the last two weeks. You know, you know it's like, you know, it's like you're, you're you're pitching me this story, and you know, I'm like, I'm going, yeah, I heard this like four times the last two weeks. You know, but if you think it's so original, you know, but it's just who who gets to the plate and bats first. You know, right. are you sitting at the sideline, or are you getting out there and playing on the field? And it's uh, um, you're gonna you're gonna have wins, you're gonna have losses. But you got to, like when, I think we talked about before, you know, take, live every day. Live in the present. Don't live in the past. Don't live in the future. Live in the present. If you, if you live there, then the future will take care of itself. Um, there's, you know, life is going to throw obstacles. Business throws obstacles. You add obstacles with your thing and so forth. It's like, yeah, you, you just have to negotiate the obstacles. You know, life is life is one big obstacle course. Okay. The finish line is death okay so one hell of a win i tell you but it's uh
0: <laughs> yeah but, when yeah, you want to come in last
1: what, you know, actually what's, <laughs> yeah what's funny is i actually uh i saw somebody i go you know, i think with um uh it's designed a certain way that the the older you get the more irritated you get with people the less you put up with people's crap <laughs> it's like it's just it's like you know it's like dude you like you you run yourself ragged like and then it's like you know you're thinking finally towards the end you're like dude just let me die you know just you know it's it's like you kind of it's like you're you're, you're so tired you're like okay i'm ready to go man you know just just stop just stop talking i'm not just just i just i need the
0: noise to shut off
1: yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so i think think it's the it's by design (laughs)
0: yeah yeah i mean i see i see that in like uh well i would say i'm almost reverse of that i see my you know my dad and what the way he used to be when we were growing up and now, and he gets more irritated with certain things. And mm-hmm. I seem to go the opposite way. I was more irritated when I was younger at certain things. And now I get more just like, um, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Let it, I, I don't just let it slide off. Cause I still get irritated. I'm just, I, I don't know. I just figured out how to deal with it a little better.
1: Yeah. I guess the, the thing that, um, I mean, I, I, tell, I, I have grown, I've, I've grown more tolerant, as I've gotten older, because I'm a lot less violent now, you <laughs> know, it's, like, <laughs> yeah, it's um, so it's like now it's like it's just not worth my time, you know. But I've become uh, more less patience, okay, dealing with stupidity. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's just like, dude, how do you breathe, man? It's just like sometimes <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> sometimes it, and, I, and I need to I do need to be more understanding that not everybody's lived my life, things like that, because there's certain yeah. things that, that walking in shoes gives you that other, other people just don't have.
0: Well, that's, so. it. you know, that you talked about not going to university a second ago. I mean, there is, and I'm a firm believer in this, like just mm-hmm. traveling has taught me more than any book or anything else mm-hmm. can ever do. Like going, seeing places and actually talking to the people there, not just going to the, you know, the little fancy places or the little tourist spots. But like, and I know people say that, But really go and just have a conversation with people there and make a connection with them and see how they live their life and you'll notice like, oh man, I've learned so much from this human being that I just talked to in a different area because he has or she has a different perspective on life. They've seen different things, been through different things and they have a different angle for you to come at whenever you look at stuff.
1: I mean, for starters too, is that you, uh, anytime somebody itches complaints or whines about something over here. I'm like, I'm like, dude. Okay, okay. You won the lottery the day you were born. Okay. Is, that, and it's not just being the American proud. I've been to like 30 countries, man. It's like, it's like, there is no better country than here. No matter what people want to say, Oh, let's go to Canada. Okay. okay fine. Go. Okay. Just go. <laughs> it, there, there is, there, there is no better place than here. Mm. And it's in, in the, in the, 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 the biggest testament to that is people are literally dying to get here. They're dying, okay? They're making makeshift rafts from Cuba to come across in the water. Yep. They're, they're, my brother-in-law walked from Nicaragua, okay? Okay, walked the soles of his shoes off, okay? So it's like these people are, like, literally trying to get here. Now, I say that, and I'm, I'm also still the person that says come the right way, okay? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's – I'm not going to go politics or whatever, but that's – it's um, – we tend to complain a lot, and our homeless have it better than most people in the world. One hundred
0: percent. All you got to do yeah. is go to some different countries and see that for sure. Oh
1: yeah, dude. Yeah. I remember the, the first time I was in Papua New Guinea, man. Is, uh, you go over there and it's like I remember there's like these two skyscrapers, <laughs> and then there's like all the the, the locals and stuff. I don't want to say natives, but locals. And they live in corrugated tin siding and plywood sheds. Okay, they they go around on bicycles. They all have these these. these you know, blood on their teeth and stuff because they're choosing, chewing these things called beel nuts that are hallucinogenics. Okay. It's like, they're, it's, I'm like, that. that's freaking poverty over there, man. I mean, it's like, literally, they live, if I was to go outside and grab some plywood and, and whatever I could find and just slap it together, that's their house. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, they don't even, they don't even have an overpass to lay under. Okay. So it's, you know, I mean, hell, they're Tonga, freaking, you know, Guadalcanal. I mean, just, it's, you know, been freaking all over man. It's a but the only place I could say that I would live besides here is probably Australia.
0: Oh, oh man, I want to go there dude, so bad.
1: Dude, loved Australia. Loved <laughs> Australia. That's uh man, it's a. Um, I I was there for eight days. That's the one time I went to a place that I didn't have ops to do or anything like that. And I got eight days of just freedom. You know, man, my claw marks are still dragging me, man. It's like <laughs> it's, dude I, that place was freaking awesome, and what's what's funny? I remember at the, when I was there, uh, I'm keeping it rated G. Um, but uh, <laughs> there, I remember this, these two girls were talking to me and stuff, and it's like it was so fucking hot. But they're 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 like digging on my accent. I'm like, holy, like, you're digging on my accent, dude. Look at yours. But they Just say yes, man. Say please. Say thank you. I'm like, <laughs> I do, man. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna sound like a hillbilly hick to you or something,
0: yeah. <laughs> Ramp it up to a thousand. <laughs> yeah, seriously,
1: yeah. Man, but uh, no, it was uh, it was, it was good though. Well, I, I loved everything. The best thing ever is traveling. Best thing. Yeah. You learn so much. You develop so much. Um, my son's about to be five, and it's uh, when he turns seven, I'm gonna start going around the world with him. Yeah, you know, and that show I want him to see the way the rest of the world lives.
0: You know, the, I there's and that's what we do with our kids. I mean, we don't we don't even give Christmas gifts. We do trips. So we mm-hmm. pick a spot, we go there. That's like we have a big trip. This last one we did, we flew up to New York, rented a uh, minivan, and drove back. Like we drove back oh, and wow. saw all the different places and stopped like stopped in Philly, DC, North Carolina, Atlanta, and then uh, grabbed some food in Louisiana on the way back home so oh there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: that's, a, that's when you go up the east coast there's history there man a lot there's of a it a lot it's, of history yeah we
0: It's that's one of the only place we want to go back to D.C. because there was so much there we couldn't see mm-hmm. um but you're right we I even called it like this is like the history trip yeah through the whole it's thing a, it's
1: definitely a lot of nice stuff through there and you know New York it's I'd like to visit I could never live there man but uh Going to the different burrows and stuff and just. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it has its own flavor there. Yeah. But it's, a uh, yeah, I could, I, man, I could not live there. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't live
0: there at all, man. It was weird. You know, I didn't yeah. think I would like it at all. I, love, I I'm an outdoorsy, like by myself, wander through the woods, always type of, you know, type of person. That's the way I, I, I get claustrophobic. I, I don't like. Big cities and you know they're cool to go visit, but then I like to have the rural outdoor stuff and right. uh, something about New York. Um, I don't think I can live there, but I really liked it. Like, yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's surprising; like so,
1: it has a, it has, a it has a lot of flavor to it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. It's like it's because you, uh, it's very segregated up there. Very segregated. yep um, But it's uh, but you have all, you know all your little different boroughs, and each one has its own little you know vibe yeah. and stuff. Uh, the one thing I do like about uh, New York, New Yorkers in general, and it's uh, one thing I kind of, I am, I, I get told a lot of times I'm kind of an asshole, okay, but <laughs> but I'm not, I'm just blunt, okay, and that's yeah. one thing I like about New Yorkers, it's like, it, you will always know where you stand with me, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's like, I don't believe in beating around the bush, if you ask me a question, you don't get upset when you hear the answer, you know what I'm saying? If you did, if it wasn't the answer you wanted, you shouldn't ask the question. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you know, it's just, I just don't, I you know, last is short for BS,
0: man. When, when so. you're dealing, when you're dealing with people in, like, so your independent film thing, and pe- like, it's probably easier with people who are trying to make it to deal with, I would say, yours is more going to be constructive criticism. Like, you're trying to make that person better, but do you find, like, that type of person that wants that, that wants that job and, that just being around even the smaller like you know that person's never going to make it type of talent people but you see their attitudes and you're like man giving you instruction is definitely a talent from somebody like to be able to give yeah. you something where you'll learn from it without getting offended
1: you know the, 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 here's the thing though is that um you're always going to offend somebody i mean it's it's <laughs> here's a little thing okay on the um the Monroe bag—I'll tell you a little thing my wife—we're talking about. And see, my my wife, because like I so said, she's Puerto, from Puerto Rico. I'm from here, so um, the, it's called. It has a picture. It has a picture of Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe on there. Okay, it's called the Monroe Blend, and it's a blonde roast. And it's and I have on there it says uh, everyone prefers blondes. Okay, now the thing is, there's actually a movie which I don't know if you know, but there's a movie called Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. That's that's <laughs> her famous movie. okay. Yeah. I mean, most people know, it, but there's some people that don't. <laughs> I was getting all, set, you know, what if this offends like brunettes? I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you got a you got a, you got a picture of a blonde on there. It's called the Monroe Blend. It's called the Blonde Rose. And yeah. it said everybody prefers blondes. There's like three freaking things on there that go towards. Them. I'm like, if if there's a brunette that's like, you know, getting offended by, I'm like, they got other issues. Okay, so it's just I'm like, it's you're always gonna you're. They're, I can't tiptoe through life not trying to offend somebody. I try to be still be respectful, but you can't interpret how somebody's going to, or you can't decide how somebody's going to interpret your words, okay, because there's other stuff going on internally. Uh, when I deal with uh, independent uh, artists a lot of times, sometimes it, it's a little more difficult because they, they really want to hear how good they are. They, they want to hear that they're going to make it. They want, they don't want to hear constructive criticism a lot of times, okay? And I yeah. using an exact an, an actual thing. Um, when I was at CIA, I had this uh, uh, guy's his name was Jeff, uh, <laughs> uh, but he, had, uh, he was a writing, and he gave me this one script. So I said, "Okay, well, I'm going to be honest with it. If you can give it to me, because I want give, do coverage for it. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for, man. That's what I want. That's what I want." I'm like, "Okay." So I read it. Well, he goes, well, "What'd you think?" I go, "I do. I liked it." I go, um, "I go. I think this character here need to be fleshed out a little bit more." Blah blah blah. And I just kind of just, just telling stuff. I wasn't even being harsh, man. And he goes, he goes, oh, yeah, then why is somebody looking at it? I'm like, okay, you're, you're right, man. I'm just, sorry, my, my bad. You know, I was like, he just, he just wanted to hear how good he was, you know, yeah. and you know, so I was like, uh, he gave me a second one to read and I just told him it was great. I never read it, but he just, you know, I never read the <laughs> It's was, it was great, man. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> but, so, I mean, you're, you're gonna, there's, they wanna hear that they're gonna be big. They wanna hear that they're gonna be stars and all kind of crap. And it's, um, the thing is the best advice I can give to somebody who wants to make it in the film business. You need to first realize it's the film business. They don't care about your art form, they don't care about your your pizzazz of stuff, okay? All they care about is how much this thing going to cost me, how long it's going to take to shoot, what's my potential return, what's my what's my risk? That's that's all they that's all they care about, okay? Um, that's, that's why that half time they can, they can care less about the freaking script. Oh, so-and-so's attached to it. Okay. They're worth so much money in, in, Germ- in Germany and Italy and stuff like foreign. I can pre-sell those foreign territories. Um, and that's, uh, that offsets my initial cost. Uh, but yet you're putting so-and-so attached to this. They're going to make my completion bond go higher because they're higher risk. Like Lindsay freaking Lohan. Idiot. <laughs> Sorry. I just, it, 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 I, actually I, I'll, I'll tell you that a little bit. So you understand film business a little bit. Okay. Lindsay Lohan in, in Georgia Rule would go out and get so coked up that she wouldn't show up at the set the next day, okay? We still had to sit there and pay for the catering. We still had to pay all the below-the-line people, the, the lighting, the grips, the you know best-boy grips, all that kind of stuff, okay? The PAs, okay, you had to pay all them. They showed up, okay? And then we can't shoot a damn thing. So let's just say you cost me $125,000 that day. And you didn't even shoot up, show up. Okay. Well now you start making my, my, shoe go long. Okay. So it's, we have a thing called a completion bond, which is uh, basically the bank is you're guaranteeing the bank that we're going to finish it within this time and under budget. Okay. Um, and if, and in the end, we'll get a you know, portion of that money back offset and so forth. Well, after stuff like what the antics, the gym, that Lindsay Lohan did, or, you know, back in the day with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Which he turned it around, but it's, you make the completion bond so high that it, 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 you're, it's no longer worth it to have you in the film. So that's why you don't see these people in films. Because huh. the completion bond is so high that the risk is too high to, for the potential return. They'll just go get a different actress or actor that can do the role that I get. It costs me less money. That's that's why sometimes you see, well, yeah, but they can sit there and get that done because they're so-and-so. <laughs> no. They can't because if they start doing antics like that, it starts to cost the, the the banks money, it costs production company money and it's and the entrance is too high. So
0: so they can be like they can be rock stars but only on a mellow level.
1: Yeah. Don't cost money. Yeah. Go 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 destroy a hotel but don't
0: don't but show destroy up to work. production. Yeah, yeah, Show up to work. You can do whatever yeah. you want as long as you show up that day and you exactly. perform and you get some sort of production and you make it towards the end. Oh, go ahead. That's fine. You don't have to go to yeah. rehab now. That's that's cool.
1: Yeah, that's a uh, man. I think about the uh, the person that had the best work ethic that I ever worked with, and it's uh, was an all around great guy, man. And it's a uh, it's it's a guy I always miss is Robin Williams. He was a, he was a true. Great guy, you know, so, um, one day I'll show I have a bunch of behind the scenes footage of uh, Man of the Year, I'll
0: let you see. But, oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, so. Well, I mean, obviously my, we were, we were fans of him just because he was hilarious, Mork and Mindy, I used yeah, to watch it they? all yeah, the time, yeah. uh, all the time, and that's like dating myself a little okay. bit there.
1: I'm going to tell, <laughs> tell you a little something though, um, Robin Williams, that was Robin Williams. When you saw how he was, uh, all the, the antics of it, he was always like that. Okay, we we had cameras rolling on him the whole time. Okay, even when he's not shooting a scene, we had cameras rolling on him because he would interact with all the people around the town and stuff, and that was just him. Man.
0: Just a true comedian. A good...
1: Yeah, he's he's he was awesome. So, but
0: that's crazy, man. You yeah. got like hearing you talk and like you just, you're the, the way you are and then dealing with the high level, I would say egos that you would associate being in Hollywood with. I'm, I'm still, I'm not confused. I know how you made it in there because you are very charismatic, like, and something just draws you to like your stories, the way you tell them all that good stuff. But how did you deal with like those higher egos up there in your position?
1: Um, most of them aren't that way. Um, in, in fact, the, the I say there's a difference between television and film. Um, most film people are are generally pretty cool. They're Generally pretty cool. It's um they they're also I mean, you have some prima donnas. I mean, you're always gonna have that. Yeah, yeah but it's, that's uh, everywhere. Yeah, but but it's uh TV had more assholes in it than film did. And I used to always think this because they're upset because they wasn't in film. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so they try to, but it's a, uh, but, but, but generally speaking, it's like, I mean, dude, uh, Matthew McConaughey is the coolest guy I ever met.
0: I, mean, I don't see how he a, couldn't be cool, though.
1: He he, he is. I'm telling you, he's he is a true Texas boy. He's a true Texas boy. He's he's totally cool. His mom came Mac, yeah. So it's like it's uh, uh, give them a big shout out. Um, and then uh, the uh, one of the coolest g- females I ever met was uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Really? She's very, yeah, very, very, very bubbly. That's just her. She's very bubbly, so very nice. Um, Julia Roberts is a little kind of whatever. Um, Lindsay Lohan, I obviously
0: don't like her. You know, so <laughs> yeah, we uh, got that out of this. <laughs> yeah, but
1: but you know what I'm saying? But it's a, it's a, you know, there's, I mean, it's, you know, uh, Al Pacino's a little OCD, you know, like three times, all that kind of crap. And, um, you know, Bob De Nero's kind of went a little off the deep end lately, but it's like, uh, I remember we were doing uh, uh, Good Shepherd, and uh, we spent a whole day, I want you to keep in mind, it cost us roughly $200,000, dollars a day, is what it cost us to shoot that, that film. And uh, we spent a whole effing day on this one little, like, 15-second episode of the film, where they're trying to decide what Christmas song to sing. Because we, this is where I learned, don't ever let the actor direct. Because it, <laughs> it was, uh, it, it was uh, it was a, crazy thing, we spent a, a whole day, $250,000 for 15 seconds, man. Because you couldn't, he couldn't decide which, which song you wanted them to sing. I like it really freaking, when you watch the movie, you're going, I don't know what song did they sing. Exactly. You know, nobody really cared what song they sang, you know, And but it's, hey. Sometimes you have
0: to. See, so yeah, like everybody needs a coach, man. Everybody yeah. needs a coach, and the players can't coach it all the time.
1: Well, the thing is, too, is that uh, you have a when you have a uh, producer. Sometimes it uh, may shouldn't be the producers, but I'm not getting
0: into all that. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the you you've explained kind of the plans for um, the independent coffee like that's kind of why you started it. Obviously yeah. you love coffee at the same time too. We got into that yeah. conversation about how much you you love um just coffee in general and you talked about the roast before before the podcast was going. You're talking about the roast and and all these details and then I'm enjoying that conversation and hearing how passionate you are about coffee. So there's obviously some like that part behind it. So you, Oh yeah,
1: no, I still love coffee. <laughs> As a, as a person, it's like, it's, um, my whole life I've always given a hundred percent. No matter what I do, I give a hundred percent. And it's, um, you know, i have drink honestly, growing up, I didn't drink coffee at all. Okay. The only time I infected the, the uh, when I was in the military, you had a crappy ass Navy coffee or whatever, or I would, uh, to stay up on an OP, I dipped the Folger pack that came in REs i would dip the Folger pack, you had know, to stay awake. That was my extent with coffee. Okay. And then, uh, I went, uh, went overseas and actually tasted some really good coffee and I was like, oh shit! This is what coffee supposed to taste like, you know. And you come back here, it's kind of like when I went overseas and drank uh, Australian drinking beer. I came back here and it's like everything tastes like crap because they don't have the alcohol restrictions we have. So,
0: oh, now you it's sold me one. again on going to beer. I mean, going to what? Australia. What's that? Now, now you sold me uh, yeah. another way yeah. of going to Australia. Oh yeah,
1: I'm telling you, dude, Australia is freaking awesome, man. Um, if I take my wife there at some point in time, so I just don't know how it's going to be going married now. <laughs> 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 but uh, but no it's a it'll be
0: cool soon take the outback or something you said something you said something i mean i i think it's fascinating you starting all these different bits from a bar to like marines owning the bar going to california coming back here you're owning your own thing like you're just making your own little pathway through life on your own terms and and you said something earlier um in our conversation for the podcast that i I really liked about the whole cell phone thing and, and yeah. charisma and everything like that. And, um, like I really liked it. And I think you have some great points with that.
1: Yeah. Well, that, so for the people who are listening now, I didn't hear it before the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's like what, it, what, it, what it is that, um, you know, we're, we're trying to a digital age and the new, the new generations are, live on their cell phones you used to be able to go to malls and friends were talking to friends now you go by those same friends they're all basically texting each other sitting sitting right next to each other with their phones you know or laughing at the hey look what i saw on youtube or whatever you know and it's um we don't take the time really to to stop and communicate anymore um one good thing about you know you do it over coffee sometimes take time to sit down have a good cup of coffee and you have two ears one mouth you know listen twice as much as you speak it's like it's um
0: Charisma, It went a lot smoother beforehand, but uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I think it ties. It, it really has to do with how you how you can go and do something like the people who look at it and say they can't and all that good stuff. Yeah. You look at it and you've made these connections, and that's more your connections and your charisma. When you were talking about it is the charisma somebody has and the connections they make is way more important than their than any sort of knowledge that you can have in it?
1: Oh, no, without a doubt. it's uh, Charisma's the best trait you can have. Um, one day, uh, I think I told you this as well too, one day, everybody, the door will open for you. It will, okay? What you do when that door opens is up to you. You're either going to walk through it or you're going to let it shut. But you have to get out and talk to people. You have to be able to communicate. You have to be able to get your point across to people um, is, the, is the best trait anybody can possibly have. You know, it's it's like... Sitting back waiting for something to happen to you is sitting back watching the movie instead of being a part of the movie. Okay, it's it's you know you can't if you just sit back, life's going to pass you by, man. You know it's uh, like we were talking before, can't never could. You know it's like don't say you can't do something. I mean, nothing gets under my skin more than when somebody tells me I can't do it. Uh I want to I, I, I want to beat you down and slap you just for saying that, dude. The the things I have put my body through. OK, that uh, from everything from sleep deprivation to, you know, running over long distances, I mean, to, to going through crazy freaking climates, it's like you can do more than what you think you can. It's like your mind is the thing that's stopping you. It's like your body and your body can't take it it's going to shut down. So just don't ever say you can't do something, you know, that it can't as an excuse maker. Okay, I can't do it. Well, no, you're a freaking failure is why. Okay, you're a failure at life. Just move on. You know, but no, it's just, it's like, okay, it's, that's kind of harsh. But, but no, it's just like, just don't, it's, just don't go out and try it. In fact, you know, one of my friends, Riz, uh, said something to me years ago, man. And it's, because uh, uh, I'll do I'll do things where it's like, if I have an idea, okay, dude, I will, I will put everything into that idea. I will, Yeah. And what Riz said, he goes, you know, one thing I've always admired about you, Brandon, he goes, he goes everything you've tried hasn't worked. You know what I'm saying? not, not you know, It doesn't always work. He goes, but you do it to failure. You know, it's, it's like in the, that, that statement stuck with me for so long because it, it does go down to my core. Is it I don't ever quit. I don't believe in quitting. It's like I will do it until there's nothing, no further way to go, no other angle now. Obviously, as we talked before on things I'm doing with indies and things like that, is like, I really do kind of live outside of the box. Okay. I, I, I don't spend time inside the box. I see things in different ways. I'm very right brain. Um, you know, so it's, it's um, you know, my, my grandfather is a freaking engineer. Okay. And it's, uh, and he talks sometimes right off the top of my head. Okay. I'm like, but, but it's like, but then I sit there and we were having a conversation one time about something they were going to try and do for the ship channel here and stuff, an engineering deal. And I go, well, what about this? And I came at it just it just had this idea. He goes, oh, that's kind of a cool thing. So, two completely—I'm trying to say two, more horse, I'm smart, but two completely smart different guys. He saw it one way, which went right over my head, and then I saw it another way, which kind of went over his. And it kind of opened his eyes. Just everybody's a genius, man. Everybody is a genius. What you're a genius at, you have to figure it out. Okay. I, dude, don't ask me. To go figure out the plumbing in my house. you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. it's, that's why I hire somebody else for it. This one guy knows all the stuff to do. Everybody's a genius at something. Just figure out what your genius at, and and don't don't chase somebody else's dreams. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, if you're wanting to go into film, you're wanting to go into music, you're wanting to be the star, you need to ask yourself why you're wanting to do it. Are you doing it because you truly love to tell the story? You truly love to. to uh, together. if you could not make a dime for the rest of your life doing this, live poor for the rest of your life doing this, would you still do it? Okay. And then if your answer is yes, and it truly is yes, that's what you need to do because it's, it's, if, cause if you put that much passion into what you're doing, you're going to be successful at it. You know, it's just, it's, um, you know, like I said, just, you know, doing the, my, my businesses or whatever. I give every bit. In fact, my wife tells me I work too much. She stops me because I'm, I literally work my tail off all the time. I have to remind myself sometimes to stop and, you know, look at what's around me. Because it's like I get tunnel vision really bad. Yeah. I just sit there like, uh, hell, I couldn't find anybody to build a website that I liked. I wouldn't learn how to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like I learned how to do video streaming on websites. Okay. And it's like I had no interest in that. But the thing was, it, was dude, it wasn't going to stop me. Yeah, I went and i started learning so much stuff about HTML three code, I'm like Boom, blow your head up. You know? like, and, like, and I have no interest in it whatsoever. But it's like but it's like but that was an obstacle that got in the way. And obstacles are meant to be negotiated. Okay? I don't sit there and look at something that a wall that comes up in front of me and go, Well damn it, there's a wall. Oh hell no. I'm either gonna go over it or I'm gonna build a ladder. You know what I'm saying? But it's like but somehow I'm negotiating this obstacle. You know, and it's uh yeah. Uh, that's the that's the mentality you have to have. In fact, the we were talking before about you know seals and recon and all that kind of stuff. The um, the mentality those guys have an above average intelligence. They're they're actually smart. Uh, they're they're um, everybody thinks that, oh they're just you know they robots. No they're not. Okay, it's you know they're trained to to complete the mission no matter what and to also be able to to do it without any assistance whatsoever. Which means they have to be able to figure things out. Okay, so. You have to have that type of discipline, that type of wherewithal that you will not – it's mission first. You will complete the mission no matter what. If you go in life like that at whatever you apply it to, you will be successful. You'll be successful. Oh, man. And, but, but successful is not always I'm multi-multi-millionaire, okay? No. Successful sometimes is just I'm happy at what I do and I'm having a great family and it's a, and I'm getting by in life and I'm smiling. That's successful, Okay. I've been around some of the richest people in the world, and they're the most miserable people on the freaking planet. You know? And I'm like, what are you so upset about? Man, you sit there, you're driving like you know, like two Ferraris at the house, you know? But they wasn't happy. In fact, we were talking about Robin, okay? Dude, that's Can Robin Rob- Williams.
0: N- nobody more successful.
1: Yeah, okay. But I'm like, that's that's Robin Williams. Okay? And then and yet he's he didn't just commit suicide. He did it where there was no coming back no matter what. Okay? So I'm like that was definitive, you know? So I'm like, just because somebody's in a certain spot doesn't mean that they're happy. Doesn't mean that they're successful, you know? So uh, just figure out in life what makes you happy and then follow that to the core with all your heart. And that's uh, probably the best advice I can give anybody.
0: I think, it, uh, I mean, you can't say it any better, but when you're describing the whole thing, that's what I thought. Like, that is true. True passion and finding your calling in life is like when you do something... And you find some success at it because, like, that was my idea. Like you say in the Ship, ship Channel thing, mm-hmm. somebody's walking along, like, they're like, man, I just don't know what to do with it. I don't know what my passion is. I want to do something else, but I don't know what my passion is. And they go, well, I had some success, and I feel good about that. I feel good the way I did it. Oh, look, yeah. at, build on that. Build on that thing, and it'll it'll level up into something else and something else. So you said everybody's a genius, and I totally agree with it. I think everybody can win, and I want everybody to win, like you can win. It's just you got to choose to do it at the same time. You know, oh, no, for it's sure. Yeah, was, them.
1: If you're if if you're not willing to commit, I mean, and like Lily, commit. And it's not just like, oh man, dude, I've always wanted to do that. Man, i I really got this great idea, and I've been thinking about it for years. Why well, have you been thinking about it for years, man? Go out there and do something about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. yeah, it's it's like it's the are you waiting? Life does not happen to you okay in fact, it's like um, you know, I told my wife this the other day and it's um the, uh, the my wife is the best thing that ever happened to me because it's it's uh in, in more ways than one, but it also it's it, it put me really close into understanding that not everybody has the same upbringing okay and and how and it's actually uh, of course my wife will say I'm the best dad ever because I'm, I'm an amazing father but it's um <laughs> Yeah, but, but the thing is, the, the, the deal that showed me too with my wife is that um, how you are raised, how your parents are with you uh, will determine the way you come out in life. So uh, a lot of times in, you know, let's say Puerto Rico in general, is that uh, they are actually more clock punchers over there. They generally just get by, hey, I go, it's my job, okay, whatever. That's how their mentality is over there. It's not the way it is over here, but I go. I told her I go. Nothing in life will ever be given to you. If you want something, go take it. That's that's the that's the best advice I can give anybody. Because it's like if you're going to sit back and think that something's just going to happen, go buy go buy a lottery ticket. Okay, it's, it's that's that's something accidentally happening to you. It's like other than that, it's like dude, you need to go out there and take it from people. Go go get it. I'm not saying steal it, but I'm saying I'm saying just go out there and and claim your spot, man. Claim what you want to do. You know, and it's just. Um, you know, I'm doing that with, with indies. Okay. I had it. I had a, I'm not going to get into it, but I had a huge setback that it's like, that a huge setback. And it's a, but it's like, I wasn't going to let that beat me. So you know what? I, I went off and I started just building from the ground up, doing a, the smaller portion and doing the whole big picture one time, uh, doing a smaller portion and, and growing it from that. So it's recovering. It knocked me back a little bit, but it's like, I'm recovering. I mean, almost a six figure loss. Okay, oh, that's a sucks. huge loss, I, and it's—I'll tell you, sometimes it's a huge loss. It's um, it's uh, it destroyed some relationships I had, that um, and it's uh, it really put things in a bad spot. But I kept everything on level. I wasn't with the mentality of this will not beat me, and it's—I'm you I, I sit there and I—I I went and I got it started from the ground up, and it's starting to be successful. So it's just like the whole thing was—I didn't quit. So that's that's the whole that's the whole thing. You will have you will have obstacles. You'll have hurdles. Yeah. Are you going to be somebody who sits back like a? I'm not trying to offend people. I'm not trying to shame people. <laughs> are you are you are you going to sit back like, like the fat person who looks at it and thinks I ain't going over that wall? Are you going to be the, the person who says you want that wall ain't going to beat me? Yeah, go sit there and put yourself over the damn wall. Negotiate the obstacle that, or get off the damn field. Yeah. So.
0: Man, I'm, I, I don't know that I've been more fired up. <laughs> to well, I'm glad i glad I fire you up, man. <laughs> this is awesome, man. Um, before we end it or whatever, because I don't want to go any further. Like that's perfect way to stop it right there. Yeah. And it's been it's this has been wonderful. It's an awesome conversation. Give a shout out to all the stuff you got going on your businesses, uh, where they can find you, where they can buy, subscribe to everything, and all of good stuff. Well,
1: I mean, it's it's pretty easy. You just go to indiescoffee.com yeah, uh, there is you can actually buy sample packs, buy them, you know, buy by the pack or you can actually subscribe. And um, doing so do we I think we talked about what happens when you subscribe, right? I can't remember if we were doing that before or after the podcast.
0: Yeah, I can't remember either. We had such okay, a good but, conversation but if before.
1: You, if, if you subscribe, you become part of a society, okay? That you will actually be part of a project that we're going to be doing. It's um, we're also taking a dollar out of every pound sold to to, to fund independent film, music and artists. But uh, we're we're going to be doing actual series and movies that are going to incorporate the the subscribers and the people at Indies. So it's um, yeah, get out there and support independent film, man. And not that just not just support independent film, independent music, independent artists. Not just support me, yes, go support me. But it's um, it's it's be everybody sits back, and this is another thing—a good place to kind of end it too. I hear all the time people always talking about, uh, man, dude, this happened to so and so. Man, I wish a miracle could happen to me. Wish this could happen, blah, blah, blah. How do you know you're not somebody else's miracle, man? You know, quit, quit looking out for yourself all the damn time. Okay, talk to people, be nice. It's the easiest thing to do. Listen to what they have to say. I go, and, uh, you know, you have no idea how much pay it forward is, is actually true okay so just go out there be nice be somebody else's miracle okay it's like talk to that that way just be understanding of somebody in a bad mood you don't know what kind of day they're having it's like you know you could seriously be talking to somebody who just lost their parents so just be nice you know but be somebody else's miracle and i promise a miracle will happen to you so
0: awesome well everybody go check out Indie's coffee support it uh he really truly does support stuff. Go read his articles. Go check out his website, his Instagram, all that good stuff. Man, thanks, Brandon. This was a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: and uh, yeah, too. Now, uh, like I said I told you before, I'll uh, see if I get my grandfather for you. So, oh heck, yeah. That's like, you <laughs> anyway, I me mean, call.